This is Equip and Engage, a podcast by Subsplash, exploring how ministry, technology, and innovation come together to equip churches around the world to engage their communities. Hey, welcome to Equip and Engage. I'm Chris, part of the team here at Subsplash, and I'm walking us through a new and limited series called See the Good, where we're interviewing leaders and pastors and others just to hear stories where they are seeing surprising, encouraging circumstances, despite really frightening, unusual circumstances around the world. Today, I am joined by our guest and my friend Ryan Collins from Bethel Tech. Ryan, welcome. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad you're here. Um, would love just to jump in and, and learn about what you're seeing right now in the world. But even before that, would love to hear about just you, who you are, the community you're a part of, and, and what you're up to in life right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the CEO of Bethel School of Technology. We're the first ever Christian faith-based coding boot camp in the world. Uh, We're based out of Redding, California, uh, in affiliation with Bethel Church, and uh, completely online. So we have students literally all over the world uh, and all over the country. And uh, it's been quite a a fun ride the first two and a half years of our our organization. Uh, 85% of our students are getting jobs within 120 days of graduation and uh, over 750 students. Newsweek listed us as one of the top coding schools of 2019. So it's been super fun and we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, totally. That's huge. I know that you've joined us on Equip and Engage before and that was just a really cool story to hear how you guys are really doing kingdom work in corporate work and in technology and software and coding and that's really cool stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's awesome to have you back. Well, as we just jump in, Ryan, I'd love to hear just where are you seeing the good in your surroundings and even in the world right now? What are you seeing? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, pre-COVID-19, it was an an amazing market for technologists. There were a million unfilled tech jobs in the U.S. alone and only 60,000 computer science graduates every year and uh, another 20,000 from boot camps like ours. And uh, so there's this massive gap in talent. So there, you know, companies were falling over themselves to get qualified talent in areas of you know, software development, data science, UI, UX design, cybersecurity. And then COVID-19 hit and it seemed right. like everything shut down. We've, we've seen the numbers. Uh, I think in the first three weeks, 17 million people filed for unemployment. JP Morgan put out that you know for Q2, it looks like it's going to be about 20% unemployment. That's like Great Depression numbers. I know. It's insane. But the good news is, is that they are also forecasted that Q3, it's going to be around 23% job growth and Q4, 13%. So one of the things that we found, though, um, is that companies are still hiring uh, in, in the, uh, for technologists. So... Um, you know, Bureau of Labor Statistics put out numbers last week. I think there were um, 6,000 more jobs added in tech for the month of March, where if you looked at all the other industries, other than like warehouse and, and healthcare, yeah. uh, most of them saw massive decreases in job growth. So, right. um, and at Bethel Tech, in the last two weeks, we've had three students um, get amazing jobs. In fact, two of our students got the highest paying uh, jobs that any of our students have ever gotten. So we're still seeing people um, yeah, get wow. jobs in, in in this particular area. And I think this is, is, I've talked to you guys about this before. I think obviously the future of work is in tech. Every company is, is a tech company. I don't care if you're in retail, fast food, manufacturing, every company is a tech company. Yeah. That's a great point. Well, that's huge. Hugely encouraging. I mean, jobs and livelihoods are just a big question mark around those right now, but so glad to hear that the students you're working with um, are facing a slightly different situation. Yeah. Yeah. 
really glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's one of those things where obviously it's, it's been a shift and I think, and, and nobody predicted this and, but you know, there are some things that will come out of this that I think companies and individuals are finding, um, you know, efficiencies and optimization. One of those is that overnight, everybody is now a remote worker, right? Yeah. And everybody's a remote right. worker. Our program has been online from the start. And so it wasn't as big of a transition for us as perhaps some other um, higher ed institutions that predominantly were, you know, um, campus-based modalities. Right. But it still has been a, a, um, a shift. And, you know, our, our, our employees, we have 24 employees, they're all working from home. Uh, but I think what you'll see is that companies that were just kind of dipping their their toe in the water on remote workers um, are finding that there are a lot of benefits to that. Um, yeah. You know, there are operation expenses that have gone down. Uh, you're right. seeing, I, I think, you're seeing a higher level of um, communication and community across um, different departments within organizations. And um, yeah, we're not you know, we're not getting stuff done and being productive is not confined to the limits of being close in proximity. We can do that. That's the world of technology that we live in. And it's, and it's helpful, especially in yeah. this time. That's a great point. And I can even echo that in my experience, Subsplash as an employer, remote work is a big part of how we operate. And so this season has been unusual for sure, but there's also a sense of preparedness that we have where this isn't totally out of the norm for us. And it sounds like that's the same thing you were seeing with your students, which is a huge advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And for our employees too. So right. this was, this was new to them and you wonder, okay, are they going to be able to steward the mission and the, um, the responsibilities that they had been when we were all together? And I'm proud to say, absolutely. I mean, our, our organization, as you know, is highly mission driven. Yep. Uh, in fact, you know, we've, one of the unexpected impacts of building Bethel tech was that there were, you know, companies that were non non faith based that, wanted to work with us because they saw the, the high skill, high character values that mm -hmm. we were incorporating. These, as you and I are, know, are biblical values, but they saw us as one of the first ever values-based, purpose-driven coding boot camps in the world. And, and they wanted to work with us because they're the same type of core values that they were investing millions of dollars to improve workplace culture. So yeah. we've always been very mission-driven and it's been exciting to see our employees um, basically run with that vision, whether they're yeah. at the office or they're at home. And I've seen a really strong connection between our staff and our employees. And a lot of that boils down to just having a posture of gratitude um, and being thankful for the things that, that God has put in our lives and focusing on those things than the things that perhaps could get us down and lead us down a, a road of, of bitterness. So yeah, um, yeah that's been important to, to our, our organization. Right. Yeah, that's huge. Well, how are you seeing your people, your organization really adapt and change for the better right now? Yeah, so we stay very connected. Um, every Monday morning, we kick off the week with a um, prayer and devotion. And uh, oftentimes, it'll be myself or perhaps one of our leaders that is running that. And, uh, and certainly, we open it up for prayer. Uh, but we started having um, one of our team members, a different team member every week, lead a, a five to 10 minute devotion and then lead us in prayer. You could see that active, something activating collectively, but also yeah. individually. Uh, again, all of our employees are very mission driven and they want to advance the kingdom to everyone everywhere. Um, right. They want to bring the love of Christ to everyone everywhere. And so it's really cool to see them step into that. 
Um, and then, you know, we do, um, you know, we do weekly team meetings where we just talk about what's the good news. And so we, we have these amazing yeah, testimonies. Sweet. Like, like <laughs> we are seeing people get healed. We're seeing financial breakthrough. We're seeing families yeah. restored. I mean, it, it has not slowed down one bit in our environment and with our students. And it's exciting to hear. And our yeah. employees share that. And then also we're seeing that in their lives as well. And then the other thing that, that um, I wanted to do and, uh, you know, just to thank our employees on a daily basis. So yeah. we're on Slack and I'll do a quick two minute video and highlight one of our employees every day and, you know, ask God for a scripture that comes to mind um, uh, regarding that specific employee and just put it out there. And you, you, it's like the momentum you see the rest of the team members um, adding to that or calling out other people that they're thankful for. So just having that posture of gratitude, yeah. I think has taken us to new heights as an organization. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you said that the that kingdom work and God's work is not slowing down, right? Because this isn't a surprise or a roadblock to God advancing his kingdom. He's yeah. not slowing down at all. That's huge. Yeah, it's a great point. And you think about it, like never before in history has everybody been communicating in the same medium. You know, and so I think, and right now people, their hearts are open to receive and to communicate and have authenticity. So it's exciting to be able to leverage the tools and the resources, like what you and I are doing right now, um, to be able to share the good news and be the love of Christ to everyone everywhere. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm I'm even thinking about like six months, year or years down the road. What do you think might be the long term? positive impact of how the world is responding in this crisis? Yeah, well, I think there are um, a few things. It's, you know, we need to expand the walls of the church. I mean, we have yes. been overnight um, basically forced into bringing the church uh, on a virtual platform. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love the church building, but we, we can't get comfortable and just staying um, within the walls uh, of a building. It's time yep, right. to to go out and actually be the church, ecclesia, like the, the body of Christ, a group of, of people going out. So I think you're seeing us expand those walls. We're tearing down those walls, which is super exciting for me, going into spaces that we've never gone into. And that's what, you know, at the heart of Bethel Tech, what we're so excited about is, um, you know, going into the tech space. You and I know that's the most influential space in the world. Um, and just authentically representing the love of Christ. Um, and in, in, in conveying excellence and skill, but also in character. Uh, and so I, I, we have an opportunity to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I think pe uh, people's hearts are receptive to that. I think that you're seeing as the body of Christ, one heart and one voice, um, where perhaps we had divisions before. Um, I, I just, I, we're like, hey, let's band together to help people. Yeah. And there's something so um, empowering. And I think it's, it's unlocking the um the vision in the heart of you know what matters to the father most and that's that's his children that's his his lambs his sheep yeah. and so uh so that's exciting i think on a just on a practical level like we talked about i think you know when we saw the um the housing crisis in 2007 and then the subsequent uh recession the economic recession in 2008 what we saw is that people were pivoting their careers and yeah. um, online universities at the time, and there weren't many, but uh, a lot of the online for-profit universities like Kaplan and University of Phoenix and mm -hmm. Grand Canyon University 
were there to step up to the plate and they saw a massive spike in enrollment. So people were going back to school, getting another degree or finishing a degree and then using that degree to um, pivot their career or advance their career. Right. Uh, that still took two to four years to do. Uh, now what I see as a disruptor in higher ed, and I think this has been brewing for the last you know, five to 10 years, accelerated learning programs like ours, you do them online, you know, you can yep. go from zero to foot in the door in as little as nine months in an in-demand um, career and uh, get a good paying job that is tied to the future of work. Instead of spending two to four years to do that, you can do that in six to nine months with a program like ours. Mm -hmm. I think we're disrupting higher ed. I think more uh, organizations are going to be open to hiring on a, an immediately applicable um, skill set. And the credential of a two-year or four-year degree is not that it doesn't matter, but it, you're already seeing it with companies like Apple and IBM that are saying, you don't need a four-year degree. You're seeing, mm -hmm. here's the extreme, you're seeing Elon Musk say at Tesla, you don't even need a high school degree. Mm -hmm. As long yep. as you have the skills that in coding and in AI and machine learning, we'll yep. hire you. So yep. that's, that's fascinating. Fascinating, it is. Yeah. And then the other thing is, too, is that I think you're going to see more and more companies um, have a higher um, population of remote workers. And I think that's that's great. I mean, I think about our students that, um, you know, especially students that are in small towns that it's like, hey, do I have to pack my whole family up and move to the big city? Because that's where all the jobs are. Now the jobs are coming to you and they're coming to you from a from a remote perspective. Yeah. Man, those are really good perspectives. You're giving me excited for what it's going to look like in months and years from now, you know? So yeah. just thanks so much for sharing. I know you're seeing some really great stories from your perspective, great testimonies. Um, and it's such an encouragement to me, to my faith in such a weird season otherwise. Yeah. Well, Chris, I, I love what you guys are doing. I love to be a part of this and in any way that I can be a part of what you guys are doing. I, I always consider that a, a win in my book. Thanks, Ryan. It means a lot. Well, thanks again for being here. And thanks everyone just for checking out Equip and Engage and following along with this series, See the Good. We'll be back with more conversations just like this in weeks to come. So make sure you're following or subscribing to this podcast and you can catch all of those conversations. Thanks again for checking this out. Thank you, Ryan. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Equip and Engage, where we're sharing insights learned from thousands of conversations with leaders and pastors around the world. To follow along with these conversations, subscribe today or visit our website.